Gentlemen, boys, girls, Mel Herbert here for Elon Daily, part of the Talking Tesla Network. You know, it's Wednesday. It's uh, May 29th. Yeah, May 29th. And uh, you know, there's this thing called the Model S and the Model X, right? You've heard about them, right? And you've heard that recently they got a nice series of updates. So the Model S and X got sort of new motors with sort of more fixed um, batteries, which made them about 10% more efficient. So these now go from, for the Model S, it was getting 335 miles, and now the new long-range version gets 370 miles. And the X, which has 295, now the new one has 325. So these are significant updates to the range, right? And you know me, I love me some range. Well, a couple of other things have happened. They've also brought back the more standard range version. So the S now has a standard range version of 285, and X has a range of 250. There's nothing much new there. But now, yes, now, after all this, they're actually dropping the price. So X has been reduced by $3,000 and X by $2,000. So pretty significant uh, price drops. Now, this is sort of a constant thing. It's not a big deal. They're constantly changing the prices and uh, doing improvements, so that's good. But I do expect, following on from what Elon said in his email to uh, the secret email, the leaked email, the email that I didn't think was meant to be leaked, that this might be part of uh, how they can get to a record for this quarter, which would be about 91,000 deliveries. I think this quarter you're going to see a lot of S's and X's sold. I think there's been a bit of pent-up demand there. I think a lot of people have been thinking, uh, we know this is coming. We're going to have faster charging and we're going to have more miles and there's going to be a big refresh and we got it. Now the price has come down. So I wouldn't be surprised if they sell a lot, a ton, a relatively large amount of S's and X's in this quarter. And if they do that, plus they continue to sell lots of Model 3s, then they will break said record, which again is just under 91,000. So 91,000 plus would be good. The Starlink thing, right? So they sent up the 60 Starlink. So now there's 62 of those puppies up there. And we've had some really fun pictures. There was one astronomer that took a picture with his basically telescope of all of the Starlink satellites before they'd started to sort of distribute in a big long line. And that uh, was pretty easy to capture. And this genius like worked out where they would be at what time and was off by a couple of minutes. But he captured this great picture. Go check that out on the interwebs. Well, here's a question for you. Are you ready? When do you think Starlink is going to start service? Like, just start rolling out service. Not necessarily lots of service to lots of places, but when do you think that they'll have a website up and be able to start offering service to these puppies? 2021? Do I hear? Okay, 2022? Well, I've got some news for you. According to Teslarati, they think that in North America that they'll be able to start to offer service as early as this year. What the what the what? This year... If they can put up another two to six Starlink launches with 60 satellites each in North America and some Canadian latitudes, they might be able to start to offer this service then. And then a step further, SpaceX believes they'll be able to cover basically the entire populated world with as few as just 24 launches or about 1,500 Starlink satellites. And then ultimately they want to get up to the 11, 12,000 range where they'll have full capacity, the entire world at very high speeds. So I'm kind of shocked. They've been a little tight-lipped about, like, is it working? Are they doing testing? No doubt they're doing a lot of testing. But I haven't been able to find much information on the interwebs about whether these puppies are actually working. But it's kind of stunning to me 
that they might be able to get some sort of functional service up and running by the end of the year. So there's a big difference between two and six launches. That's a lot of satellites when it's six and not so many when it's two. So we'll see. And I'm not sure what will be the bottleneck there. Is it the production of the satellites themselves? Is it just sort of getting them up into the spacey space with the rockets? And it's interesting, too, that they're not the only people that are working on sort of a global idea of getting satellites around the whole planet. OneWeb is also another one, which is a partner of Airbus, and they're trying to do the same thing. Everybody has their own sort of spiel on this. But reading through some of the summaries, it appears, it appears that Starlink is going to be the best because they're going to have the most. They're going to be in a pretty low orbit so that they're going to have a pretty short ping times. And the cost to put them up there looks like it's going to be significantly less for SpaceX than anybody else because they're vertically integrated. They own the satellites. They own the rockets that put them up there. And so in theory, they should be able to pull this off faster than anybody else at a cheaper price than anybody else, although competition is good, so we definitely want to see other people trying to do the same thing. So there it is, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. By the end of this year, you might be able to go out and say, look, I live in rural America, and I have crappy internet. Maybe I'm going to get Starlink. And I think I've said before on the show, I had one of the first HughesNet where I was in Los Angeles, and this was like 15 years ago, and I had terrible internet, and I you know, have an internet company, and I'm like, I've got to get internet. So I put a big dish on the top of my house, and the internet access was terrible. It was like 1.5 megabits, and the ping times were terrible. It just wasn't any good because their satellites were way, 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 way far away. And these satellites that uh, Starlink has are very close, so those pings are really short. So it turns out, although the speed of light is very fast, it's not fast enough. If you want to have a satellite far, far away, you're going to have long ping times. It's just the way it works, baby. So uh, good on you, Starlink. Let's see. And I'd really like to hear how the testing is going, but I can't find much information on it. And finally, for this fine day, there's a really interesting article in Teslarati, and it's out of Germany, and it's about, well, it goes like this. There's this rental car company called Nextmove. And they're, you know, trying to work out which is the best electric car that they might buy a ton of so that they can rent them out, right? So they did an interesting series of tests to look at which cars have the highest range and uh, are the most efficient. And they took a couple of S's, a couple of X's, a couple of 3's. They chucked in the Audi e-tron. And then they threw in the cheap one, what is it called? The Hyundai Kona Electric. And at different speeds and through different routes, they sort of set these parameters, like drive at 150 kilometers an hour, drive at 130 kilometers an hour, and have this much air conditioning on, and uh, these kind of tires and all that kind of stuff. So not a huge study, not a randomized trial, but it certainly showed some very interesting things, which is, first of all, that the Model 3 is by far the most efficient of all of those cars. And in fact, the uh, the e-tron, not very efficient at all, really. And in terms of range, if you're just thinking, well, what people really want is just range, then the S was by far the best, and the e-tron and the Kona were not any, anywhere near as good. So sort of on all of the things that they were assessing for in this little study, um, Tesla won by a long shot. They had the most range, they had the most efficiency, and they were just sort of better, as it were. Now, I'm sure you could then go and do lots of other tests. But for now, in this little thing, it's like, yeah, we kind of know this stuff already, that Tesla is way ahead of the you know, the big automakers like Hyundai and Audi when it comes to electric vehicles. They're just better right now. 
How long will they sustain this lead? I don't know, but I'm just saying. They're just better right now. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my name's Mel Hubbard. Oh, I'll speak to you tomorrow.